progress in platelet inhibition for elective PCI was reported at the American Heart Association meeting in Orlando. In particular, trials with two new reversible ADP receptor antagonist drugs were reported. The oral agent Ticagrelor brought benefits in comparison with clopidogrel, while the IV drug Cangrelor wasn't superior to clopidogrel for periprocedural prophylaxis. Deepak Bart told me about the champion platform study results with Cangrelor, but first I asked him about why these agents were being tried. Clearly it's been shown that platelets are important in patients undergoing PCI, especially in those with ACS or acute coronary syndromes, that is ST or non-ST segment elevation myocardial infarction and unstable angina. The platelet, of course, mediates thrombosis, both de novo thrombosis from plaque rupture in the ACS patient and periprocedural thrombosis, that is thrombosis that occurs during the procedure, during balloon angioplasty, or shortly thereafter in the post-procedure period. And then there's the risk of stent thrombosis that persists, uh, especially in the several hours after the procedure, but even to a lesser extent in the few days and even then few months, uh, and some data suggest even beyond that time frame. So platelets are important, and agents such as clopidogrel have been found to be extremely efficacious and are guideline and FDA approved for use because of that reason. Now, could you explain the mechanisms? Because there's clopidogrel, there's also cangrelor, and there's ticagrelor, and P2Y12 inhibition. Absolutely. So clopidogrel is an irreversible ADP P2Y12 receptor antagonist. Prazogrel, which was just recently approved in the, by the FDA and the EMEA, is also a thionopyridine, like clopidogrel, an irreversible ADP receptor antagonist that's more potent. So it has greater efficacy in ACS patients undergoing PCI, but also causes greater bleeding. Ticagrelor is a recently evaluated oral ADP receptor antagonist, but unlike clopidogrel and prasugrel, it is reversible. Cangrelor is an intravenous agent, unlike the other three I just mentioned, that has a very rapid onset and offset, is highly potent, and is the agent that was evaluated in the CHAMPION trials. Can you describe your study to us, please? CHAMPION platform, which is the study I presented today, was a trial of cangrelor infusion versus placebo in patients undergoing PCI, percutaneous coronary intervention. The patients all received 600 milligrams of clopidogrel at the end of PCI, so there was clopidogrel given in everyone at the end of the procedure, but in the placebo arm during the procedure itself, they didn't have an ADP receptor antagonist on board. In the cangrelor arm, they had intravenous cangrelor infusing. And what happened in your study? Well, the primary endpoint uh, was not met. Uh, there was a, uh, a reduction of about one absolute percent in death, myocardial infarction, ischemia-driven revascularization, but this wasn't statistically significant. However, pre-specified adjudicated secondary endpoints of interest were reduced, notably stent thrombosis at 48 hours was significantly reduced from 0.6 to 0.8. 2% and mortality was reduced from 0.7 to 0.2% at 48 hours, and, and both these reductions were, in fact, statistically significant. So what's happening here, do you think? Well, I think that the concept of intense, potent, early antiplatelet effect uh, has once again been validated in this trial. We've shown, I think, of, on a scientific level, the importance of inhibiting platelets during PCI, 
that just waiting until right after the procedure isn't as good as intense antiplatelet effect at the start of the procedure. And of course, everybody in the trial got aspirin, heparin, and, or, or other anticoagulants. So this is uh, add-on therapy that we're talking about. But that incremental antiplatelet effect during PCI seems to matter. So from a scientific perspective, I think that's the take-home point. With respect to Cangrelor, our primary endpoint wasn't met in this trial, but I do think the agent holds great promise and should be further tested. There were questions raised about the dose of clopidogrel. Can you explain that to me and why that might have been significant? Well, the dose of clopidogrel we used in this trial was 600, which I think is the optimal dose for a loading dose of clopidogrel. Other trials with other comparative agents have used 300 milligrams of clopidogrel, which indeed is the FDA-approved dose of clopidogrel, but many uh, investigators believe that 600 is better than 300, so that's why we chose that as our comparator. We wanted to go up against what we thought at the time we designed the trial, what would be the gold standard for clopidogrel dosing. Would the dose of clopidogrel make a difference to the outcome of your study? I think so. I think if we'd gone up against 300 of clopidogrel, for example, the trial would have had a higher chance of meeting its primary endpoint, and I suspect would have had a more profound reduction in stent thrombosis and mortality even beyond what we saw. So I, I think um, uh, the fact that we went up against 600, 600 milligrams of clopidogrel is pretty good. It's a high uh, bar to clear, and uh, certainly 600 milligrams of clopidogrel is easy to give. It's cheap, but there are practical issues, for example, in a patient who is intubated on a ventilator, a patient who's nauseated, who uh, is vomiting, who can't take pills, a patient who's sedated, who can't swallow pills. For a number of practical reasons, a short-acting intravenous potent compound could be highly desirable. And my hope is that the compound will be further studied because I do think it has all the right attributes to be useful to patients, but we do need to prove that. Now, granted that this agent is not licensed at the moment, but what are the clinical implications coming out of this whole field of study and the elucidation that you've thrown on it right now? Well, I think this study, Champion Platform, and a parallel study, Champion PCI, that my uh, co-chair, Dr. Harrington, presented, shed a lot of light on the whole field of acute coronary syndromes and PCI and antithrombotic therapy and their intersection. That is, potent early antiplatelet effect is important in PCI, and especially in ACS patients undergoing PCI. And I think that is a lesson that is applicable right now with agents that we've got right now. So I think it does point to the fact that getting these antiplatelet agents on board that are currently available, like clopidogrel and prasugrel, really does matter and has the potential to improve clinical outcomes like stent thrombosis and mortality. And I can't let you go without asking you about ticagrelor because we've been hearing results on ticagrelor which seem to be positive. Well, the data from Plato look exceptional. There was a mortality reduction in the overall trial. What we heard today was in the patients with ST elevation MI, that subgroup, there was also a significant, statistically significant reduction in all-cause mortality. So for ticagrelor, which we're talking about long-term therapy, not just acute therapy, as is the case with cangrelor and an intravenous infusion, but for chronic therapy out to 12 months after an acute coronary syndrome, ticagrelor versus clopidogrel looked extremely promising. The clinical implications for ticagrelor? I think once the drug's approved and it's not currently available, we'll see widespread use of it in patients with acute coronary syndromes. I think the fact that there's a reduction in all-cause mortality, it's hard to argue against that. 
I think there are some practical issues where there will still be a role for clopidogrel and ACS. Uh, Ticagrelor is a twice-a-day drug. It's reversible, so if you've got non-compliant patients, it could be a bit of an issue. Uh, the rates of non-bypass surgery-related bleeding are higher with ticagrelor than clopidogrel. So in a patient that's got lots of bleeding problems, but in whom you have to give uh, antiplatelet therapy, their aspirin and clopidogrel would probably still be uh, preferable. But for a large percentage of ACS patients, I think ticagrelor will be an excellent option. Deepak Bart from Harvard and the Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston talking about the PLATO study with ticagrelor and his own group's champion platform study with cangrelor, both presented at the 2009 American Heart Association meeting in Orlando. For the Audio Journal of Cardiovascular Medicine, I'm Peter Goodwin.